going to kick things back over to Mr. Mark Weber to start off hour two of this morning's edition of Garden Talk. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> it scared me there a second. I it's thought, okay. Uh, it's okay. So, so tell me, what did you plant this year in your garden? This year, I actually have not been doing a lot of planting. I, uh, I overheard you and Javon talking earlier, and I was trying to think back. What was the first thing I ever planted? Hmm. I was trying to think back on that, and uh, I will tell you the first thing I do remember planting was probably when I was about six or seven years old. We actually planted roses and several other flowers around our house growing up, and that was probably the only time I was allowed to help with that because I was not very, not very delicate with the <laughs> with the plants at that time. Oh, so you killed a few things. Well, probably bent it in a way it wasn't supposed to be bent. <laughs> <laughs> it's really okay. I just wanted to ask the question. I just wanted to ask the question. Of course. And, and I think this hour of Garden Talk, we're going to open up the um, telephone lines at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. I want to ask the question, what is the first thing you've ever planted in your life? Um, four, five, seven, twelve, ninety is the number of the dial, and we would love to hear your voices today about what is the first thing you ever planted? Was it a was it grass seed? Was it was it a uh, um, you know vegetable plant? What did you plant to be successful in your landscape? Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. That's four, five, seven, twelve, ninety on AM twelve ninety and News ninety five seven WHIO. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Santini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you. And I'd love to hear your voices today. What is the first plant you've ever planted in your life? Four, five, seven, twelve, nine. And it's kind of a simple question, but it'll make you wonder. About, it'd be kind of fun to talk to folks about what they have been successful with in their life in and in, in planting-wise. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. That's four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. And uh, that'll bring you into the Master Control Studios, where Javon is happy to have you part of this morning's broadcast. When it comes to growing uh, plants in the landscape, one of the key, key essentials is always matching the site conditions to also um, the, the conditions that that plant really wants. And, and we talk a lot about that here on Garden Talk. But one of the uh, most important parts of any part of gardening is the fact of matching the site conditions to what plants need. And in this hour of Garden Talk, we're going to talk a little bit about a lot of those different types of uh, factors. And more so, we're going to be also giving you some insight on some different species of plants and things that might work well in your landscape. And one of the fun things about growing plants is the fact that you have the ability to select so many and so many different types. There are so many different choices of plants throughout um, our market that can be planted and be controlled. But unfortunately, many times folks just don't understand all of those different options. So um, we would love to hear your voices today at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. And that would bring you into um, this morning's broadcast where we'll be more than happy um, to talk to you about whatever is going on in your gardening world. 457-1290. And without further ado, let's go talk to Harvey. And uh, Harvey, good morning and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Morning. I have a question. I didn't understand what you was talking about, the cherry or the plum hmm. earlier in the program there. It was only good for a short period of time. Yeah, what I was talking about... Um, I was talking about uh, the fact that uh, good old, uh, uh, I was talking about damson plums. Ants. Damson, damson. 
Damson. That's what we were talking Damsing. about. No, uh, let me spell it for you, sir. I'll get it really. That way, you may not hear me quite right. It's D A M S O N. Okay. And the Damson plum is a stone fruit, meaning it has a hard, kind of a hard seed in the middle of it. And it's a plum that's about the side, a little smaller than the inside part of your of your hand. And uh, you, may, you may see them sold as like prune plums. Have you ever seen prune plums sold? Uh, okay. Yeah, that's a damson plum. Okay. And uh, it's a plum that when you pick it off the tree, it would not, um, it's not very palatable to, to taste, to eat. But once you cook it, it has these most amazing rich flavors to it. And that's okay. what we were referring yeah. to earlier, too, was a damson plum, sir. Okay. They have them like, where do you get them? Well, you can grow them, and you can also find them many times in local farmer's markets this time of year. Okay. But they're really seasonal. They're not something that you're going to find in the middle of January or February. They're something you're going to find typically in August and early September. They grow a lot of them up in Michigan. Okay. Okay, sir? And I have a plant that uh, I planted my neighbor gave it to me probably 45 years ago, and it's still growing. It's what we call Jerusalem cherry, and it gets a white bloom on it, and then it gets a green cherry on it, and then it turns orange. But they tell me that they're poison, which I don't know. I haven't tried them. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 tell me what the plant looks like again. Well, I call it a Jerusalem cherry. Okay. It's a potted plant. And in the winter time I bring it in into the house. In the summertime it's sitting outside. It's pretty hardy. It's, uh, I'll leave it out there sometimes it gets pretty cold. Mhm. But this plant's got to be 40 to 45 years old. Yeah, and I wouldn't eat it either. Because <laughs> it's actually the nightshade family. And it's native to Peru. And it can make you really, really, really sick. In fact, it's extremely poisonous to cats and birds. Um, it's been known to kill parrots. And I mean, it, it. I just looked it up. It's not a fun plant. No, <laughs> this is no. this is a plant you 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 would definitely if you have a uh, uh, you don't want to eat it for sure, and you don't want your valued uh, prized animals to eat it either. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for your call, sir. Thank you. You bet. Bye bye. And we're joined by Mr. Jesse Mag. Good morning, Jesse. How you doing, Mark? I'm well. Hanging I'm well. in there. Yeah, I was. I turned on the Weather Channel the other day, and they were had all this coverage about these uh, fire devils in California, mm-hmm. and they give all this great analysis how the, there's low pressure in the bottom of them, and the air rushes in and yep. causes them to spin up and stuff. And I thought, you know, that's kind of what we see with tornadoes, is what we yep. see with water spouts, spouts or yep. sprout spouts. It's what we see um, with um, even a hurricane to a certain degree is mm-hmm. is designed around that same pressure gradient thing. Is that correct? Yep, that's true. Hurricanes are kind of, it's a different beast because of the scale being so big. But um, if you're from the country, you see whirlwinds happen all the time. I, I forget what they, cornadoes or something, whatever they... Dirt devils. <laughs> well, there's dirt devils too, dust devils, yeah. uh, all sorts of things, water spots, as you mentioned, so... Um, all of those are part of like the same family and it's under the name whirlwind. So there's big whirlwinds like tornadoes and there's little whirlwinds like um, just those tiny dust devils you'll see or even uh, there's land spouts, things like that. Um, but what's interesting about the the fire nato or what was what, it called? They call them fire devils or fire something. devils. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they come by a bunch of different names. Right. Um, those those are like extremely violent looking and it's mostly because of there's so much heat there. But they all work the exact same way. They pick up, um, there's an updraft created by warm air. So that's what creates that low pressure that you were talking about. And that air needs to fill in from underneath. So it grabs all the air around it at the surface. And in this case, uh, where the fire is, it's more fire. 
So it's more heat. So it continues to feed the updraft. So then over and over, you'll just see it climbing and climbing and, and building as it continues to and, suck in that heat. And so if I understand this correctly, what I what I understand is it's it's a difference in pressure, mm-hmm. wind pressure, correct? Yeah. Well, air pressure, yeah. Air pressure. The air pressure is created from the updraft. That's how um, low pressure forms at the surface. So once mm-hmm. you have that low pressure, high pressure from the outside wants to fill in that low pressure. So, so it wants like, to make equilibrium. So it's kind of like if you have a sink full of water. Mm-hmm. And you pull the plug open on the sink. Yeah. You're going from high pressure yep. that's above the sink yep. to low pressure that's in the sink pipe. Am I yeah. right? Is that, is it's it, a weird way because that's gravity that's pulling it down. So it's a little, it's weird to think of it but that way. But you still have Im- pressure pushing it right. down. Right. Imagine, imagine if, like, take away gravity, call it an updraft, and that's what it is. And make instead of the water go down the spout, make it go up. Right. That's, that's how it works. And these can spin both clockwise and counterclockwise. People um, sometimes won't realize that, but these, it doesn't matter. These will spin either way. And I just saw a video of a, uh, a whirlwind in a cornfield, a big one where it was spinning clockwise. And as we know, weather, low pressure spins counterclockwise, high pressure spins clockwise. And that's the difference, scale because the Coriolis force is responsible for the rotation on a what's, big what's, scale. What's a Coriolis? The rotation of the earth, it essentially just makes these large systems like the size of states and right. multiple states, it makes them spin. Um, I won't get into huge detail about it, but that's essentially what it is since the earth rotates, All right. it makes things spin. And uh, the way we have low pressure systems move in, they spin counterclockwise, but on this very small scale, the Coriolis force is way too small so it has no effect on the spin. So you'll see them. I just saw a video of one spinning clockwise, and I saw another one of it spinning counterclockwise. Doesn't matter. It's fascinating. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to bring up this morning is um, we're in going into hurric into hurricane season, mm-hmm. um, and it. it wa- I've been watching it, and it doesn't appear that we're going to have at least so far. Yep. We're going to even get close to close to what we had last year. Fairly quiet out there right now. Things could change later in the season, but um, there's been a pattern where there's been what's called wind shear um, throughout the Caribbean and uh, the most of the kind of mid latitude part or the lower latitude, I should say, where you start to see those hurricanes form. There's been a lot of wind shear and wind shear is good for tornadoes, but it rips apart hurricanes, which is it's kind of strange to think of. And wind shear is just rotating air, the wind direction is changing as you go up in the atmosphere. So that is not good for a hurricane. A hurricane wants all the winds in the same direction, whereas a tornado does like you know all, the, all that rotation. So um, right now we see a ton of wind shear that's showing up in the place where the hurricanes normally form. So anything that does form is getting ripped apart. Gotcha. Wow. Jesse, thank you. Good You're stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. And uh, like we always talk, well, we try to talk about topics every week here that involve weather and plants. <laughs> but I saw that thing, that thing in California with those with those fire devil things. Yeah. I was like, wow, that is incredibly cool. They look mean, and people think they're super uncommon, but they're really not. I mean, you just obviously have to have the fire, and then you have to have um, calm conditions. Essentially, it's got to be the best scenario to have these whirlwinds is when it's calm out. So. A lot of times, if it's calm, you'll see it spin up. Wow, I think I think I'll take thunderstorms any day of the week over those. Yeah, things. they can they can keep the fire. Yeah, they can keep the fire. <laughs> you have a good day, sir. You too. Thanks Mark. for stopping by. When we come back, more garden talk after this on AM twelve ninety and News ninety five seven W H I O. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up to the minute information. AM twelve ninety and News ninety five seven W H I O. Nancy here with my great friend Christian Hahn of Joseph Airport Toyota Hyundai. You know, lots of folks are used to back to school sales, but for you guys, you have the biggest one of the year right now, right? That's right. It's the clearance sale of all 2018s and pre-owned because we want to freshen up our inventory. We have cars coming in and out every day. It's going to be an awesome month to buy a car at Joseph Airport Toyota and Hyundai. Now, our websites, josephairporttoyota.com and airhyundai.com, you could visit that or you can come to our showroom. We're located right across from the airport, very easy to get to, but it's a big sale. You're going to get great pricing. Before you buy a new Toyota or Hyundai anywhere else, visit our websites, check us out, 
Give us a contact, a call, an email, whatever you want to do. But you're going to get a great deal at josephairporttoyota.com and airhunday.com during our summer clearance sale on all 2018s. And more than likely, what will you tell them when they come into shop? Yes! When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-233-4118. That's Arbor Experts at 233-4118. Hey, it's Nancy Wilson asking you to unite in the fight against heart disease and stroke by joining me and the American Heart Association at the Go Red Goes North Luncheon, September 6th at the Fort Piqua Plaza Banquet Center in Piqua. Learn about heart health and have lunch with America's funniest stress buster, Kay Francis. Don't forget to wear red. Call 937-401-4861 for more information. This airtime provided by Neighbors Helping Neighbors. Underwriters include White Allen and Dyer Garofalo, Mann and Schultz. Gallery Home Furnishings and Inglewood is having their annual Smith Brothers of Burn sale. 60 months interest-free financing on Amish-made bedroom, dining room, tables, and upholstery. Custom orders welcome to hurry in, sale in soon. Visit galleryhomefurnishings.com. The only Dayton station that's watching traffic around the clock. When there's a major problem, we'll give you a traffic red alert every 15 minutes or sooner. Triple Team Traffic is on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Garden Talk here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Warming up quickly out there today. High temperature of 90 degrees with the heat index approaching 95 degrees. What it's feeling like at the warmest part of the day. Mostly sunny into the overnight hours. Clear, mild, and muggy. A low of around 70 degrees and into tomorrow warm once again. High temperature of 90 degrees with the heat index near 95 once again. We do have a slight chance for a shower popping up later in the day on Sunday. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7. WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar says that we have got uh, clear sky conditions on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast. Let's jump to the telephone lines and let's see who's up on first. And that would be Sal. Sal, good morning. Hey, how you doing, Mark? I'm well, Sal. How can I help you? Well, I'll tell you what. My wife planted uh, sunflowers along the back of our garden, and we have got so many gold finches there. They are just beautiful. Just watching them hop around, we've got about probably eight different ones there. Okay. And what's your question, sir? No, I just wanted to tell you that. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Well, wonderful. I'm glad that uh, you're enjoying it, sir, and, and um, I'm glad that uh, you've got a little extra uh, winged friends in the landscape. Very good. Have a good weekend, Sal. Mm, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Four, five, seven. You had a question about sunflower. I, go, what? I thought we have a question in our future here. That's okay. Let's head back to the telephone lines, and let's go talk to Douglas. Douglas, good morning. Welcome to Garden Talk. Okay, Mark, you're the man. Uh, on uh, Cleome plants, they're usually typical purple, white, and uh, so forth. I have one that is totally white in its blooms, and I'm going to save those seeds. Maybe I got a hybrid going. I don't know. Okay, what was the plant again? The Cleome. Oh, Cleome. Yeah. 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 Cleome comes in 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 whites and pinks and sometimes reds. Yeah, they're all mixed up, but one of mine is all white, which is very unusual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, there's actually an all white variety sold out there, sir. Well, good. I'll reshell mine. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I, 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 I totally understand. I just wanted to let you know that uh, it, there is a white variety out there on the market that's that's being uh, sold. But yeah, it, it it's okay though. Um, I, I, I would, you know, I, there's nothing wrong with that, sir. 
Okay, now here's another one. On the Queen Anne's Lace right now, they're in bloom. I can't find any at the time, but if you get some red dye and some blue dye, and the Queen Anne's, uh, they'll suck up that color, and a person can have a red, white, and blue bouquet. Mm-hmm. So that's all i got to say. <laughs> all right, sir. You have a good day, okay? Thanks, Mark. You too. Thanks for your call, and I really appreciate it, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Four five seven twelve ninety, and let's go talk to uh, Roy real quick. Roy, good morning, and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Yeah, good morning to you. Morning, sir. I got a little pesky thing they call crabgrass. Yep. When is a good time to spray, and what do you recommend? Uh, well, crabgrass is best controlled by using a pre-emergent herbicide. And that's applied back in the spring, typically March or April. Okay. There are post-directive products out there that you can buy. I think one that has carbolic acid or something to that um, effect that you can apply. But keep in mind, it's typically has to be applied when the crabgrass first um, shows up, not after it shows up and it's been there a while. And the reason yeah, being is, spring, okay. yeah, once well, it's more like mid early midsummer than now. The problem is, is that when crabgrass crabgrass gets as large as what it has at this point in time in the season, it is going to have serious consequences um, of hard hard to kill. Because, yes, it is. Yeah. So the other side, the thing is, you know, and in, in by October we'll have frost and it'll be dead then. <laughs> yeah, but in the spring it comes back. Yeah, but my point is, use use a pre-emergent herbicide in the spring. It's going to be one of your best defenses. You ever hear of a chemical cause, caused quinacorlock? Uh, uh, yes, Q4. Yeah, I know. I know that product, sir. Uh, that I use that, and it seemed to work pretty good. You can, but keep in mind you need to follow the label. And the other piece of that of that herbicide is if you have any trees nearby, you do not want that at all to be close to trees. Okay. That will um, do serious damage to, to trees. Yeah. It's expensive, but it, it, it works very good. Okay, I've, sir. I've, I've got all this stuff in these box stores, and it, it, it's just like spraying water. Mm-hmm. So when is the best time to spray? What month in the early spring? Well, with crabgrass control, you're going to use a pre-emergent, okay? And pre-emergent herbicides are used in the March or April period, sir. Okay. Okay? Is this quinacorlock a pre-emergent? No, it's a post-emergent product. Okay. I mean, it's applied after the fact. Okay. 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 Thank you very much. Sir. Thank you, sir. And really have a good day. Okay. Thank you, brother. All right. Bye bye. 457 1290. More garden talk will continue after this on AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 730. I'm Jonah Adi with a WHIO news update. Our top story we're following this hour. We're hearing more from those on and around the Air Force Base from earlier this week when a 911 call was made to what was thought to be an active shooter situation. Now we've got the latest on that investigation coming up. We're looking at a scorcher out there today. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Find out how hot it gets in your exclusive WHIO forecast coming up. WHIO triple team traffic. So far, no major accidents out there on those freeways or major service streets this morning. Should be all clear if you need to hit the road this morning. And it is our top story. A big stir in our area this week now is a ma- now is a major investigation at one of the largest Air Force bases in the country. Those on base or who have family or friends on base at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base are now speaking about what it was like when the giant law enforcement response to what was an active shooter call. Uncertainty, not just for workers on base and their families, but for the entire surrounding community. People like Diana Robbins. She lives near the base in Fairborn and has friends who work at Wright Pat. 
I was shocked. We didn't know at that time that it wasn't uh, an active shooter. WHIO Sean Cuddehy says that call came in response to a training exercise on Wright Pat. Base officials tells us there's still a lot about this case that seems highly unusual. It's unknown what exactly prompted the 911 caller who called in the report of the shooter. Congressman Mike Turner says he wants a full briefing. He was in town yesterday. Well, the heat will be on in the Miami Valley for this weekend. An air pollution advisory is in effect for Saturday in Clark, Green, Miami, and Montgomery counties. Children, the elderly, and people with respiratory problems should reduce their time outside this weekend. WHIO's Ron Otto says that air quality index forecast for today is 101. Well, if you're going back to school or are a soon-to-be brighter mother, you may be able to pick up some supplies tax-free this weekend. It's the fourth year of the annual back-to-school tax holiday. In addition to school supplies, there's also deals out there for bridal supplies, which can be bought tax-free if the price is less than $75 an item. Baby supplies like diapers and blankets are also included. Be careful if you're heading out to a big retail store like Walmart or Target because they tend to see the biggest crowds. This holiday lasts until 11:59 Sunday night. You can get more info from our website, whio.com. Now, let's get a look at our exclusive forecast. Here's meteorologist Jesse Mag. For today, temperatures climbing quickly under mostly sunny skies, hot and humid with a high around 90, and it could feel as warm as about 95 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7. WHIO. The latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar. We're looking all clear throughout the Miami Valley. The sunshine just beautiful, a little blinding from our studio here on South Main Street in Dayton. Right now we're seeing 65 degrees in Troy, 67 in Springfield, 70 degrees here in Dayton at 733. I'm Jonah Adi on Dayton's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Depend on it. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin with Richard Herbst of Keller Williams Hometown Realty. And uh, congratulations, Richard. Yet another year, yet another year. And you are pacing to sell more than 100 homes. What's your secret sauce? Well, it's really not a secret sauce, Larry. It's a proven marketing plan and a lot of hard work. Now, in this current real estate market, inventory is low. We've talked about that before. Is, Is it a good time for someone to put their home on the market? It's probably the best time in our history here locally to put a home on the market. We sell the most homes in the shortest amount of time for the highest possible price. I have buyers right now looking for homes. And if someone is out there listening right now, how do they get that process started? They need to call me at 477-1411. You've also got a website. Yes, that's teamherbst.com, T-E-A-M-H-E-R-B-S-T.com. Get your home sold guaranteed. Call Richard Herbst, the number again. 477-1411. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy, or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-233-4118. That's Arbor Experts at 233-4118. This is WHIO's Clark Howard. I save you money, and the gang at WHIO work hard to bring you live breaking weather, traffic, and news right here. WHIO. How can you grow a better lawn? Let's go in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Sod Farms on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, Mr. Tisher. Oh, good morning, sir. It's, um... Still staying warm outside. <laughs> well, I hope it stays warm for a little while longer. I got I got grass seed to plant. <laughs> yeah, it's we're like what eleven days from the official uh, ringing of the bell. Yeah, we might we might cheat a little bit and start a day or two early, but uh, but yeah, August fifteenth through uh, oh technically the first of October. But I really would encourage everybody to get everything, especially. Your turf-type tall fescue is planted by uh, the middle of September. Uh, it seems like the the plant really needs some time to get a good root system and some maturity on it before we get into what whatever Mother Nature decides winter is going to look like. So uh, the best uh, the best six weeks of the entire year to plant grass seed is right around the corner. 
Um, you know, Randy, I, 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 I get back to this thing where the time to do it is now, but I, I sense that, you know, a lot of folks right now are, are, are angry <laughs> about the way their lawn looks related to uh, the summer we had. And, yeah. and, and you know, I, it's kind of one of those things where I, I try to explain to people that we had the third hottest, we had the third hottest summer, still hot, in yeah. a really long time. And on top of that, um, the humidity was, it's been so, f- f- so cotton picking high. It's the perfect incubation chamber for um, um, diseases, particularly Pythium. And, and, yeah. and it's taking out a lot of grass plants, but it's not, not to let your heart be troubled. You know, I, I told somebody this week, I explained this to my wife on the phone this week, you know, grass, I hate to tell you this, but grass is a temporary plant. It's not a plant that's designed to live hundreds of years. It's not a plant that's designed, um, you know, biologically or or from a genetic standpoint to have an eternal life on this planet. Every plant was born to die. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. Never thought about it that way, but you are exactly right. <laughs> and so why do we want to... Um, want to plant something and, and realize that what we've got is, is that that's why we have something called grass seeding season to, to replace what has died. Yeah. To replace it, Mark, but, but also to improve it. Uh, and you and I have talked about this before, but, uh, the varieties that, that green velvet will be planting here in another few days are not the same varieties that we planted five years ago or 10 years ago, or certainly longer than that. We're going to be Celebrating our 60th anniversary next year, but uh, wow! But uh, uh, the varieties change. The, the breeders there there are there are turf breeders, people that spend their life uh, looking at a grass plant and trying to make it better, trying to instill within it, trying to breed within it uh, better insect resistance, drought resistance, uh, disease resistance, better color. You know, the 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 goal is to make the perfect grass plant and. Uh, I don't know if it will ever be there, but uh, but it does change. And so now is not only the time to repair your yard, but also if you do your homework and and go to a, a trusted seed uh, seed seller like, like Green Velvet uh, uh, that can recommend some of these state-of-the-art varieties to you, you can not only repair your yard, but you can you can bring it up to date with, uh, with the, the best that technology has to offer us in the in the form of breeding with the turf plant. Very good. Mr. Tischer, um, can you give our listeners just a little bit of insight if they're thinking about applying um, some, buying some grass seed this year and doing yep. some time with planting, give our listeners just a little bit of, of insight on species selection or types of selection that they can pick and choose. Well, you know, here in, the, here in, the, in our, what I call the transition zone in the Midwest, uh, you most of the time have two choices. You've got Kentucky bluegrass, which is, I mean, I'm still in love with Kentucky bluegrass. There's nothing more beautiful, dark green, lush, soft to the touch, as Kentucky bluegrass. So you've got Kentucky bluegrass as a choice, and you've got turf-type tall fescue as a choice. And and uh, and of the two, uh, the turf-type tall fescues are sort of... Uh, they're probably winning the winning the race. Uh, uh, each year we uh, we see more and more use of the tall fescues, not because, in my opinion, not because they're prettier, not because they're uh, they're they're a darker color, not because they're cosmetically uh, great, but they've got this thing called a a root system that goes down three feet or three times. Well, it can go down to three feet, but it's uh, it's a root system that's that's going to go down three times deeper into the soil than Kentucky bluegrass, and because of that, it can find water, especially on summers like this, it can find water deeper in the ground than Kentucky bluegrass. So if you've got Kentucky bluegrass and turf-type tall fescue side-by-side in your yard uh, and you don't irrigate and depend on Mother Nature for water, you, uh, you will see that the bluegrass sort of runs out of gas and goes dormant way before the turf-type tall fescues. And because of that, uh, it's just easier to keep a nice green yard uh, uh, with tall fescues and bluegrasses. So, you know, you've, you've, you've got those choices. Now there's differences within those, uh, you know, the, the tall fescues 
have more 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 uh, shade tolerance than bluegrass. I mean, there's pl- there's pluses and minuses for both. Right. But uh, if you, if you if you come to a place like Green Velvet, uh, or uh, or you know your good garden centers have a have a lot of good smart people there, they can lead you down the path if you just paint them a picture of what you're trying to do. Do you have a lot of wear and tear, a lot of traffic, a lot of kids, uh, animals uh, always going in the same spot, uh, wearing the turf down? Is it shady? Is it sunny? Do you irrigate? Do you not irrigate? Do you fertilize? Do you not fertilize? <laughs> you know, you, 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 can, you can find the right varieties for the way you want to take care of your lawn, and, uh, and uh, there, there are quite a few differences today. Mr. Tischer, as always, thank you so much for your insight and analysis, and we will talk to you very soon. Hey, I got a question for you. Oh God, aren't, aren't you celebrating some kind of a like the anniversary on on Garden Talk here yeah, this week? Twenty eight years of this stuff. Yeah, as of, the, <laughs> as of this week, right? Yeah, twenty eight years ago. Twenty eight years ago today was the first time that I ever spoke on this station, and did radio and uh yeah it's yeah 28 uh, years ago 28 years ago it's a long time randy it's just like yesterday mark uh, so congratulations i just wanted to <laughs> i just wanted to congratulate you on your anniversary well you know i i i thought about it this week and i thought you know do i do, do i want to make you know hay out of this or what and i thought you know, I really need not to do that because um, we got a lot more miles to go. Um, well, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> suggesting you're done. I'm just suggesting yeah. you need to be complimented for 28 years of uh, of doing what you're doing, Mark. Well, I really appreciate. You know, Randy, I I don't do this because of any other thing other than I'm trying to help people. I I know it. You know, and it's 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 this morning when I got out of bed because I promised hippie the assistant the assistant guy around here that i would come in early this morning now i could usually am here by about you know 5 15 or 5 20 yep. before airtime i got here this morning at the waking hour of 5 a.m okay to record a whole bunch of stuff that they're gonna play and they play it on the um on the the tune in radio app that you can listen to on your on your cell phone or on your computer, yeah. and then we do this thing called Garden Talk Minute. Okay. Um, and I do these one minute recordings. So I came in this morning and and recorded those for Hippie, so he has them to do his thing. So for Hippie. Yeah, for Hippie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's, his real name is Chris. He's a nice guy. Yeah, I think I like Hippie better, but uh, congratulations. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Tisha, and congratulations to you and Green Velvet for all the years of uh, due diligence on your part, because I tell you what, in the world of business, to to survive five years is a major accomplishment. I know it. Mark Weber's landscaping. We're we're on her about our twenty first, and I kind of feel like we've we've done more than most, and we're still you know at the phone every day. But to do what sixty years coming 60 next years, year? Yeah, my mother and father started this back in nineteen fifty nine, and uh, oh next year will be our sixtieth anniversary. They they were smart enough to find a find a sucker to take over the business, and uh, <laughs> so they could retire and uh, have fun for the latter part of their life, and. Uh, and here I am. So uh, now I got to just find a sucker to do the same thing. Right? <laughs> well, I've got the gray hairs to prove. I've uh, I've been yeah. here a year or two. So uh, yeah. Uh, and, and, and and you know, there's a lot of people here at Grace at Green Velvet are starting getting gray hairs. So uh, I understand. So uh, you know, we're we're looking for the future, though. I know, sir. You take care. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, good. And, 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 and happy anniversary. I thank you, Mr. Tisher, and congratulations. Next week. You bet, sir. Bye-bye. You've been in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Sod Farms. Our Ask the Expert phone lines are open to answer your gardening and landscape questions. Call Mark Weber at 457-1290. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Four five seven twelve ninety is the number of the dial. If you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast, give us a call. Four five seven twelve ninety on AM twelve ninety and News ninety five seven WHIO. Let's head back to the telephone lines. We could talk English today. Let's go talk to Barry. Barry, good morning. Hey, good morning, Mark. How are you, sir? I'm great. 
except for a small problem in my front yard. <laughs> okay, tell me about it. Nimbleweed. You mean nimble will? Nimble will. <laughs> Either or. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, describe to our listeners what nimble will looks like. Well, it's a very lush, flat, thick grass that spreads all over the place and it will hold water like nothing I've ever seen before and it will take over your yard completely unfortunately I don't have a residential lot I've got three to four acres and it's and so in the winter a, you've got these big brown patches too don't you uh yes i do right now with this weather they're really really nice but mm-hmm. um <laughs> yeah unfortunately they're really really nice and getting bigger <laughs> uh, let's kind of so, let's kind of talk through nimble will then we've got about three or four minutes to do it in um nimble will is a warm season perennial grass and it's found throughout the United, in the South and the Midwestern United States. It's it forms these mat like patches, like you've described. Yeah. Um, and you will find a lot of times nimble will growing in, in in all kinds of conditions. But it, in my view, it's always been an indicator of of turf decline related to poor fertility or mowing practices, and also outdated varieties of grass. Um. And chemical, there's a couple different ways to deal with this. One is there's two different herbicides that are registered for, for this um, um, control. One is called Tenacity. Yeah, I've heard of that one. And ta- Tenacity, you'll need to make two or three applications. Um, but keep in mind that um, you'll, you'll control it, but you've you got to follow the label restrictions. And the best time to initiate those applications is actually the month of August. Yep, yep. I was thinking that was maybe a pre-emergent for next spring. No, no, no. You want to get it what's actively growing so you can get it uptaken by the plant. So right now is a really good time to apply it. There's another product called Pilex that's out there um, that has some level of control um, in it too. But the one that I would probably favor, in my view, would be would be most likely the Tenacity. And, and the only kicker, though, is that you want to, there's the varied rates of application. So you need to read the label with great specificity to determine which rate of application and not to exceed no more than 16 ounces per year of tenacity per acre. Okay. Because there's, there's a level there that you're not allowed to exceed over a growing season. Yeah, I kind of saw that on the website for it. Now, will that totally eradicated or is that just a it'll suppress it it. it'll suppress it it'll eliminate it a lot of it but it won't get rid of all of it and the danger is that if you use it long enough the weed will that plant will probably develop some degree of resistance against it as all weeds all weeds do that eventually if you keep using the same product over and over again you're gonna it's it's like a broken record you're gonna it just becomes immune to it it and all all plant all weeds do that and that's why we have to mix up the types of herbicides we use but the other piece of it is is that that should also be a calling sign to you it should also be a warning sign that something's not right with the way you're managing your lawn and and I say that with the greatest respect to you. Oh no but, no that's fine. I but that tells me that you've got a nutritional problem, or you've got a grass species problem, or you've got a mowing problem. You've got an issue related to the way or the culture in which you grow grass. And and I and I say that because a lot of times we don't look at managing our landscape like we would be managing our personal affairs. You know, in your personal affairs, you have to balance your checkbook. You have to you have to pay your taxes. You have to pay your phone bill and a whole bunch of other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Or they come take your house away. <laughs> right, right. So with your outdoor world, meaning your trees, your lawn, your landscape, your 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 how you it's a management strategy. One way or the other, you've got a man. You may have a management strategy of do nothing, okay, which I see a lot of, or you may have a management strategy that you rely on a, on a, a professional to help guide you, 
But the management strategy, it's a, if it's based upon science and peer-reviewed science and what we call best practices like soil testing and foliage analysis and proper mowing and the proper use of pesticides and fertilizers, the end result is we have less nimble will, we have less weeds, we have less of this and more of beauty and color that we want. Because realize plants require maintenance just like your house needs to be painted or your house needs to be clean. Your house may need a new roof. Your car has to go to the shop to have a tune-up. You need to put new tires on your car. I mean, when's the last, I mean, there's people that think there's, I know my, my, my kids sometimes will, you mean I have to do maintenance on my car? Yeah, you do. The point is, is you have to do maintenance on your landscape and maintenance comes one way or the other Unless you pave your whole yard into concrete and put down artificial turf, even with artificial turf, you have to replace it at some point in time. Right, there right. is maintenance with life, and that's just what we do in life. We take care of stuff, and it's just life. So what I would suggest is realize that you've got something really wrong with your strategy. And so rethink your strategy, and I think you'll end up with a better lawn long-term. Barry, have a good weekend. Thanks for calling Garden Talk. More Garden Talk will continue after this on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Foxlagers is our name. Since 1959, the Stockslagers family mission is to bring you quality plants at affordable prices. We're getting ready for your fall planting of the coal crops, cabbage, broccoli, spinach, lettuce, Brussels sprouts, and more. Remember, your garden still needs nutrients and protection from damaging insects. Our staff can recommend the right products from organics to the brands you know. We're here for you year-round to serve your gardening needs. Find us in New Lebanon on State Route 35. Stockslagers Greenhouse and Garden Center. David Cemetery offers many options for your cremation, from niches in our mausoleums and columbariums to a ground burial in our traditional grave spaces or scattering in our remembrance circle. Like traditional burial, placing a cremation in a columbarium or mausoleum niche offers family and friends a physical location for memorialization. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery, generations of care. As we all know, life can bring about many challenges. Fortunately, some you can expect and plan for. By joining the McAfee Comfort Club, we can find many problems before they happen. And for the moment you're caught off guard, our emergency priority service restores your comfort quickly. Any season, any time, McAfee. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy, or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-233-4118. That's Arbor Experts at 233-4118. Gallery Home Furnishings in Inglewood is having their annual Smith Brothers of Burn sale. 60 months interest-free financing on Amish-made bedroom, dining room, tables, and upholstery. Custom orders welcome too. Hurry in, sale in soon. Visit galleryhomefurnishings.com. As kids go back to school here in the Miami Valley, count on us for updated Storm Center 7 forecasts around the clock to help you plan out your day and get your kids ready. Weather every six minutes, weekday mornings here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Warming up quickly out there today, high temperature of 90 degrees with the heat index approaching 95 degrees, what it's feeling like at the warmest part of the day, mostly sunny into the overnight hours, clear, mild, and muggy, a low of around 70 degrees, and into tomorrow warm once again, high temperature of 90 degrees with the heat index near 95 once again. We do have a slight chance for a shower popping up later in the day on Sunday. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7. 
WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar shows uh, clear sky conditions. We've got a beautiful, beautiful day on tap on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news. AN 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast. Let's head back to the telephone lines once again, and let's go talk to Patricia. Patricia, good morning, and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Good morning. Morning, ma'am. How can I help you? Well... Every uh, summer when it gets dry, at least the last four or five years when it's been dry, we get this black powdery residue in the uh, grass. Hmm. Know what it is? Do you know what it is and what to do about it? How Um, are we not taking care of our lawn? So tell me again, what you have a black powdery residue yes i don't know i don't know what it is uh, i don't know if it's harmful for the dogs yeah it's absolutely black and it gets on your shoes your clothes gets on the, the dogs is it is it kind of scaly maybe i don't think i can't actually pick it up and and feel it like it has uh scales or it's it's just like a dust like a dust has settled in the lawn, but it is absolutely black. Okay. It's I'm, horrible. You may have algae going on. I wondered if it was some Yeah, kind of- and algae, you know, algae is a really strange deal. Um, from the standpoint is algae is kind of like the perfect storm. You've got to have a constant source of water. You've got to have a good light source, right foot candles of light, and then you've got to have the right temperature. Yeah, the reason I know this, I've done I've done matters involving people slipping and tripping on algae. And a lot of times it's related to a wet condition. And let me explain. Um I had this thing where some person had slipped and fallen in a, on a in a parking lot. And um the substance nobody knew what it was. I looked at one photo and a graph. I said, "Well, that's that's algae." And algae produces this almost like soapy-like substance in its production. Well, in this case, this property was being over-irrigated, meaning they were watering too much. And then the water was seeping underneath the sidewalks. And then because the surface that the um, parking lot was on was made up of primarily limestone, okay, Uh it made the perfect medium (laughs) for the algae to grow. And then there was no place for the water to drain, but we had this constant source of new water. The algae grew. And because we were in a kind of a warm, sunny kind of area, they got lots of sun. It was a perfect storm. (laughs) It was the perfect place to grow algae. And so in the end of it all, how do we control the algae? Right. We turn off the irrigation system. (laughs) It's just, it's that simple. I mean, and and in your pace, it may be, improve the drainage when that area is at and you will probably get rid of that substance it's pretty much that easy but i would have it checked out to determine if it is actually algae patricia thanks for your call have a great weekend folks when we come back we'll do the wild and last crazy hour of garden talk javon gets up at real early in the morning and gets so excited that we do this part of the program and we also do a what plan i am in the third hour of garden talk So get your dialing fingers ready to go on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.